good morning. Casey is a Jane of all trades. She carries heavy items and sings. She's multi-talented. Thank you for that, Case. Hey, before we jump in this morning, um, I just want to say today is Veterans Day, and we want to take a, just a quick second and recognize those of you that have um, served and, and given your time. And so if you have served, would you please stand? And we just want to say thank you to you on this day. I see one's already standing, Jason in the back, and a few, many more. Thank you all very much for your service. Thank you. Thank you. We sure do appreciate you all and, and, the, and all you've given, and I know you've got stories to tell. <laughs> so we're in this third week of our series called Playlist, and what we're doing is we're taking songs, like Landslide, and uh, we're looking at them and, and pulling truths out of them. We're doing what Jesus did. Jesus told stories, made up stories, to make a point, to, make a, uh, to share a spiritual truth, and we're doing that today in, in a song that... Uh, goes back. I mean, is this one of those songs who just kind of went like, oh, oh no, here we go. This is a song. It's a good song. Am I the only one? Some of you are like, oh, it's good. Oh my goodness, it's good. Um, it hurts so good for some of us. It's one of those kind of songs. We could, we should have done that one. That would have. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Later. So we're looking at these songs and we're pulling spiritual truths out of them, and and we're in this third week of doing that, and. Um, as you heard in the, in the uh, announcement video, I just I want to remind you, we've got 38, about 38 packets still at the back that represent kids in our community that um, have been identified with, through various agencies that we're connected with, that these kids aren't going to have a Christmas unless we can come alongside of them as the church, as the body of Christ, and help them. And so uh, it would be great if we could get all those packets to go this week um, because they need to be returned on that first Sunday in December. And so um, I hope that you could stop by the table after the service and, and do that. And also, as you heard the announcement videos, if you're a first-timer, welcome. You've probably already figured out that this might not be what you're usually used to in regard to church, but I'm, I'm glad that you're here, and I hope that you're encouraged and you're inspired today, um, and you just take another step closer to the Lord uh, this morning, because that's the plan, that's the, that's the goal that we're all on, is to draw closer um, to God. And of course, I want to say hi to those who are joining us online. Um, it's always great for you to connect. I know we have people that are not always able to be here and they're gone or they're just checking us out for the first time. So we're glad that you are here as well. So in this third week, we're hearing this song. We're looking at this song, Landslide. And in 1973, a, a young 25-year-old woman named Stevie Nicks was literally on the side of a mountain. Now, not like hanging on the side of a mountain. She was in a cabin in a mountain, and there was snow everywhere, and she and her boyfriend, Lindsey Buckingham, had another blow-up fight. They had a very tumultuous relationship, up and down, all this stuff. She was waiting tables. She had all this debt. Her dream was to be a songwriter and to be a singer and to perform, and yet circumstance after circumstance kept her away from that, and she was to the point after another blow-up argument with Lindsey that she just thought, and he drove off into the wintry landscape. I don't know. I made that part up. He left. Um, she's there. And she writes down these lyrics and this song, Landslide. Because she is at a place where she's trying to figure out what is she going to do. Is she going to hang up her dream? Is she going to just let it, is she going to just give up? Is she going to let this landslide in this relationship, this landslide of her circumstances? Are they just, she's just going to let them take her out, take it out? And she's just going to 
go, I don't know, go continue waiting tables or just get a regular old job and not pursue her dream. So she writes this song, The Prospect of Change was really, really scary. Now, of course, as we know, in 2018, she stuck with it. And not long after actually writing this song, she and Lindsay both were invited into this little band you may have heard of called Fleetwood Mac. And the rest is history. Now, I don't know how you came in this morning. What was, what's going on in your life? What season of life you might find yourself in like, like we sang about? Um, maybe it's great. Maybe you feel like, wow, I am just now recovering from a landslide. Like things are finally getting, you know, maybe that's where you are. Or maybe you feel like it's all about to come down or somewhere in between. I think most of us know that Landslides are serious business. Like, you know, you see them on the news. You find out what they do, what, how they, they are completely and utterly destructive in, in whatever's in their path. I actually Googled this week. I wanted to see if there was anything um, beautiful that came after landslides. So I, I tried a diff- different ways, you know, to Google this, like landslide beauty or, but, you know, aftermath. You know, aftermath's not a good word if you want something pretty usually. But so I'm Googling all these different things and I just want to tell you, I got nothing. There were no pictures. There was no evidence of the beautiful landscape after a landslide. Um, and I think that says something because it's so destructive. And here's what landslides do. <clears throat> landslides take everything that is man-made and that's natural like trees and all that kind of stuff but you put anything man-made in the path of a landslide and it's not going to stand up it's coming down think about this for a minute you happen to be in church sometimes we talk about spiritual things everything man-made when a landslide comes can get knocked down So I don't know what kind of landslides you maybe have experienced or you feel like you're in right now and you're holding on for dear life. But when you think about a landslide, what really goes on in an actual landslide is that the soil, the rock, the debris, everything that's held together because of water, because of gravity, because of a multitude of things, it starts to give way. It starts to tear apart. What seemed firm, what seemed sure, what seemed that builders built upon, when a landslide comes, it gives way. And so when we, when we start to think about this, and I hope that you're already doing this in your mind, are there things, are there circumstances, are there people, are there relationships that we have built our lives upon? Because I'll tell you, when stuff happens... That's the, that's the technical term. When stuff happens, that foundation can start to give way. And when we start to realize that what we've been building our lives around, whether it's been on around ourselves or around a person or around something, I want you to hear some good news today. I don't want you to just be like afraid of this thing. Uh, I want you to hear good news. When everything else is in the path of a possible landslide, when everything else seems to be falling apart, I want you to know this. God is never shaken by the landslides in our lives. Never. God is never shaken. Never. In Philippians uh, chapter one, verse six, we hear the certainty of this. 
We hear how the writer of, of Philippians says, no, it's, I understand this to be true. Here, he's speaking to people. Paul's writing to the church in Philippi, and he says this, I am certain, certain's a good word, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. See, I take a lot of, um, I have a lot of hope and a lot of faith, and I, and I want to hang on to this verse, because folks, there are so many things in our lives that are not certain. Let's just go ahead and admit it. Just about everything in our life is uncertain, even the stuff we think we're certain about. It's uncertain. I am certain that God, who began a good work in you, will continue it. I am certain that God, who began a good work in you, will be in it until it is finished. That's good news for shaky foundations. That's good news when the landslide seems to be looming. I have a love-hate relationship with change. I think probably a lot of you do too. You know, there's that saying that everybody loves change until someone wants to change you, right? Like we all love the idea of change unless it starts to mess with somebody else. There's certain things that I, I don't want to change, like, you know, my, my sandwich order at Jimmy John's, you know, the route I drive to work. Like, I know there's probably a shorter one, but I, there's just things I don't want to change. I had to learn to change how to, to load the dishwasher because I thought I had the best plan in the world, but Drew actually showed me there was a better way. So, see, husbands, there's hope. Your wives can be taught, too. Uh, it's not always the reverse. Um, but there's just things, there's some things that, yeah, Justin's like, Allison, are you paying attention? I saw that. You did that. I just called you out, buddy. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but I have this, love, like, so there's stuff that we don't, that we do, and we just want to do it that way. But then there's other things, and, and you might be like this too, where you're like, I love change. If there is a better way to do something, if there's a better process, if there's a better procedure, if you can stand back from something and go, okay, this is what's been going on, and this isn't working, is there a better way? You know, I love like a whiteboard. I love just to sit there. I've got my yellow legal pad. I love to think, is there a better way? I, and I'm talking a lot about in regard to ministry, you know, stuff that gets in the way of doing real ministry kind of makes me twitch. Like, I don't, I don't want all the, the hoops and the bureaucracy and all the junk. I just want to be able to talk about Jesus and share that hope with people and see people come alive because of that and see people be excited about that. Justin and I had the great um, privilege of talking to a six-year-old girl named Lexi after the 930 service. And she came up and, well, first of all, after, like, the, after they did landslide, she was like, I love that! And she was like yelling from over to the side. And she came up after the service and she came up to Justin. She's like, Mr. Justin! And he's like, hey! And and I know you were like me, like, I don't know who you are, but wow, you're excited. And she goes, I love God. I love Jesus. And he healed me. And I said, he did. She goes, yes, on Halloween night, I ate too much candy. And my stomach hurt, and God healed me. And I was like, me too. <laughs> but she's so excited. She's so excited for Jesus. And that's the kind of stuff where we're like, man, that's what we want to see. We want to see in people's lives. You know, you're talking about the passage that you, you opened up with before our time in worship is that joy and that excitement of who God is. So, you know, that's the stuff we get excited about, right? If we know that that's where change is going to take us, then we're all like, yeah, sign me up. I'm in it. Let's go there. Let's get to that place. But the thing is, folks, <clears throat> 
Sorry, my, my voice is a little sore because I was rooting for the Blazers last night. Man, that was a good game. That was good. That was good. I saw Dr. Carvajal's message go out, say, hey, come to the game. So I was there. Um, it was good. It was fun. It was a good time. Um, but, and, and then I had to yell a little bit about the Cowboys and the Sooners. But let's not talk about that right now. Let's keep this about what's important. <laughs> There's this fear of change, folks, that we have. And it's real. I don't think any of us have to deny it. Some stuff we're more afraid of than others. Some of us marvel sometimes at people who just seem to always be willing to just go right into it. You're like, aren't you concerned? Aren't you afraid? Have you weighed the consequences? Are you, are, wow, how are you doing this? And then there's times when we're like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm cowering in the corner because I am afraid of change because I have built my life on something and now it seems the debris and the rock and the soil of that foundation seem to me not doing what I thought they were gonna do, which was hold together. And I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And so whenever the band or whenever we're driving in our car and we're going down the road, and we hear a song like Landslide come on and we turn the volume up loud and we sing, I've been afraid, I've been afraid of changing cause I've built my life upon you. That's how I sing, sorry guys, that's how it is. That's how it is in the car. But God loves it. Mallory used to think it was great when she was younger, not so much now. But oh my goodness, driving down the road and singing that. Like, we prayed about this before our, our time of worship together this morning, about there is just something so powerful about music. There is something, and, and it's God created, I know that. There's something about music that gets in deep into our soul, and it, and it taps in. Like there's something neurologically that happens that when we hear lyrics, when we hear notes, when we hear sounds, it comes together, and it takes us like on a, it's like a time machine, Right? It takes us places, it, takes, it reminds us of people, it reminds us of certain times in our life or situations, and we're there again. And for some, some of us, it's like a sad, you know, kind of a melancholy, and others, it's just this wonderful, beautiful nostalgia, and there we are. And, and we, you hear something like this song, and you go, oh yeah, I'm there. I remember those times of change, those times when change was about to come, and I had no idea. I was just singing the song loud in the car. I had no idea that life was about to go in the direction it did. Or how many of us, the first time we heard that song about getting older, we thought we were old then, and now we're like, wow, now I'm really old. But I've been afraid of changing. And, and, and Stevie writes this, and she even explains why she's afraid of changing. Because I've built my life around you. Now, you can say that Stevie wrote this about her relationship with Lindsay. You can say it was about, um, you know, she thought that maybe her career, that the dream that she had of singing and, and writing music, that she had built her life on that. And she was really at the place where she thought this might not happen. And so she's afraid. Like, what is my life gonna be if that's about to be taken down with a landslide? But folks, all we gotta do is, that you, because I've, af- I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you. That word you, folks, can mean a lot of different things for all of us. It could be about a person. It could be about a relationship. 
It could be about a circumstance. It could be about a career. It could be about our calling in life that we know deep down what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. And we're afraid because we just don't know. We are uncertain about it. We just don't know. We build our lives on foundations that for a lot of us, let's admit, they were never meant to hold up. They were never meant to hold up. We place our security in people and in circumstances and finances and our abilities. You know, Benjamin Franklin, because I always quote Benjamin Franklin, he once said, when you are finished changing, you're finished. When you're finished changing, when you come to the place in your life where you're done changing, then you're done. And not like done like congratulations, like you're just done. Like, you know, you, you've got to be willing to lean into that. Once you're willing to change, unwilling to change, it's, it's kind of over. There's a company that a lot of you in here may never have heard of. Um, but you probably have the technology on your person right now that this company invented. And um, the ability is to take pictures digitally. The technology to take pictures digitally. Does anyone know who the company is? Yeah, we don't know. I know it's one of those times you're afraid to give the answer because you don't want to be wrong. It's this company called Kodak. Kodak, right? Yeah, not Apple. No, it's Kodak. And folks, Kodak used to be huge, like huge. And there was a phrase actually that became kind of common in the everyday vernacular that whenever you captured a picture or a special moment, oh, hang on, I gave it away. It was called a Kodak moment. It was like a thing. Like if you ever wanted to cry happy, boo-hoo, ugly, snot tears, you just watch the commercials they used to do on TV of like a father and a daughter at their wedding. You're like, oh, that's so beautiful. You know, like the Kodak moment, it was a thing. It was real. And, and everybody knew about it. It was like just the best. And so Kodak is this 131-year-old company that seven years ago filed for bankruptcy. And you want to know why? Fear of change. Fear of change. See, back in 1975, when Kodak invented the, the technology to do a digital camera, and here's what I mean by digital, meaning you didn't have to take actual film and load it into the camera, right? And then when you were done, you took that film out and you took it to a place and they developed the film and then they gave you print pictures. See, this is the whole thing. They invented digital. So you take the picture and you see it, you have it, it's yours, you own it. And when they, when they invented this, the engineer who developed this technology for Kodak, when he brought it before the, um, like the corporate people, the big wigs, the people that make the decisions, he later wrote about this, and he said that their response was basically, that's cute, but don't tell anyone about it. And here's why. Because the foundation that Kodak had built their company on was on film instead of on the Kodak moment. The foundation that they had built their company on was producing film for cameras instead of on producing the opportunity for Kodak moments. And so when it was time for them to change, they didn't change. And then when everyone around them started to get a hold of this technology and develop them for themselves, they were destroyed, Kodak was, by the digital landslide because they had built their foundation on film. 
James chapter four, uh, I'm in a group on Wednesday nights and we're walking through the, the book of James together. And this is a verse that, that we spent a good bit of time talking on uh, several weeks ago. And it says this, and this is about change, but if you notice, it's not about how God promises some magic potion to make everything great in your life. Here's what God's word says regarding change. Come close to God and God will come close to you. James is writing this. He says, you come close to God and God will come close to you. That's a promise. Here's the thing about this, folks. Imagine that you've built your life on a certain foundation. The rock, the debris, the soil, and you can name all those things and whatever they are, and it seems like a really firm foundation. But if one day if you look up and you see that, wow, actually, I'm supposed to be there, but I have built my life around this. Do you understand the fear that comes into that? I'm, I'm afraid to change it because I've built my life around this. But when we draw closer to God, when we step towards him, he comes near to us. There's uncertainty, folks. If you, and I can do this too, if you find yourself in a place right now and you know, like you feel like maybe the landslide is starting, you feel the foundation is getting a little shaky, you understand that things are not the way that they, that they should be or the way you feel they should be and you're afraid, I get that. I think we all do. But if you're waiting for certainty, as in God's gonna tell you exactly what's coming next, if you're waiting to get all the facts delivered in some holy email document so then you can understand first, if you're waiting for anything like that, I'm, I'm telling you, you are going to be very disappointed. You're gonna be waiting a long time because that's not the way God works with us. If he told us everything we needed to know, most of us would either laugh in his face or we would run scared. So if your fear of change is about not having all the certainties, in regard to faith, in regard to your relationship with God, we've got to start to take steps. We've got to start to take steps towards him. We've got to step into the foundation that he's built for us. And here is the, here is the, the foundation. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the foundation. Everything hinges on Jesus. Everything is based on Jesus. He is the rock. He is the cornerstone. Everything is the foundation is about Jesus. And that applies to your relationships. And that applies to your careers. That applies to your education. That applies to every aspect of your life. The foundation is Jesus. So if you're looking, if you feel yourself standing on one, of, one foundation and you understand that, that Jesus isn't part of that and you see the other, folks, we've got to make that change. And I know it's scary, but there are no certainties. Come close to God and he will come close to us. See, God rarely, if ever, gives us this total understanding. Hardly ever. And he, he definitely says, I, I want you, you know, yes, change is going to be hard. And yes, you're not going to understand it. But I promise you on the other side, there's something good. These are my purposes. These are my plans. So this foundation is, is faith in God. It's belief that Jesus comes to establish this connection between us and him. And, and here's, here's good news. Is that we can start to build on that foundation today. Or we can, we can restart to build on that foundation today. 
I mean, when you think about it, God's already built it. It's Jesus. We just have to draw close to him and he will draw close to us. There's that part of the song and I've already wowed you with my singing so I won't sing this part. It says, but time makes you bolder and even children get older and I'm getting older too. And I'm definitely older than the first time that, that I heard this song kind of as an adult and, and, and it really resonated with me because this is a song, this was like a like song of my, soundtrack of my childhood, of my growing up, you know, Fleetwood Mac. And, and um, I know I'm a little bit older and I, I believe I'm a little bit bolder. And I, and I hope that in this that I've started to understand that change, no matter how difficult the kind of change that draws us closer to God, that draws us closer to his will, that draws us closer to his way, towards his purposes, towards his plans, that that kind of change, folks, is always worth it. That kind of change is always worth it. So my prayer as we finish up together this morning, for, for the person that is afraid of change, for those of us who are resistant or hesitant to change. My, my prayer for each of us is that we will be bolder today in our faith. Not really even because of who we are, but because of who God is, because of the foundation that he's given us through Jesus Christ. We can be bold in that today. That, that you know, when we, we start to understand that, and so, yeah, maybe the foundation, the rock, the debris, the soil is crumbling, but we go, okay, Jesus, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on here to Jesus, that when everything else is being torn down, destroyed, the landslide is bringing it all down, I'm going to hold on to Jesus. We can have this attitude of, yep, stuff's falling apart, but Hallelujah. Yep, this did not work out the way I thought it was going to, but hallelujah. Because you have saved me. Yep, this was not in my 10-year plan, but hallelujah. Because I am certain, God, that with you, I am on firm ground. And we can say, this was really, really scary, God. But things are so much better this way with you. Would you pray with me?